Hey Village, so here is another episode of our Village Midweek podcast. We have again a Drew joining us. Pastor Drew preached this uh, previous Sunday on uh, Jesus being the prototokos. Big fancy word, uh, but I'd love for us to be able to dive into that a bit. This podcast is meant to serve as a unpacking, a further unpacking of the weekend sermon, but it's also an opportunity for us to nerd out a bit. And so Pastor Drew, prototokos, what is the prototokos? So... Uh, the way uh, the way the English word we used for it was just the word firstborn. Hmm. And so we're talking about how Jesus is the firstborn over all creation. He's the co-creator, right? Co-creator with the Father and the Spirit. Hmm. But also he's the firstborn of the new creation. We talked about that a little bit this, mm-hmm. this week as well. Um, gosh, there's so much to it. But basically to like simplify, and then we can yeah. get really Yes, yes, big. yes. But to simplify, prototokos, the idea is that Jesus is... The, the one who comes first in primacy or status or importance. And so not only is Jesus like number one in line or like the first on our priorities list, but he is everything. That's kind of the idea. No, that's so yeah. good. And and before we had hit recording, uh, before we hit the record button, we were talking about um, begotten and, and the Nicene Council. Uh, unpack that yeah. a bit. How does that play into Jesus being the firstborn? Yeah, so I think it was 318 mm. was the first Council of Nicaea. And the idea was to get people from all kinds of different traditions and all kinds. It was a limited scope, unfortunately, um, to get people together to talk about what do we actually believe. And it was really to combat this heresy called Arianism, which what a bummer to have like your whole legacy, you know, <laughs> You're right. to be named after you for one heresy the, yeah, yeah, for the rest of like history. Yes, yes. Um, yes. And, and he was. And, and his problem was he was he was uh, minimizing the, the divinity of Jesus. And so it was really incre- incredible how people just, everybody got, got together and said, whoa, whoa, whoa let's talk about this. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's clear, you know, Dr. Vince Bantu, one of my favorite writers, um, he writes about the problems of the Nicene Council, and especially the second one where Constantinople, mm. and it got this big political thing going on there. Uh, it was all about Rome, and it was all about the power, and anyway, political stuff going on there, Constantine. Um, but the first council was really just like, what is... What do we really believe about Jesus and his divinity? Um, because we know he's not just a human. Mm. And so they came up with this phrase, begotten, not made, which I think is a really great way to talk about this, this prototokos idea of Jesus, which is that Jesus is eternally begotten of the Father, which means he's never been actually born besides his birth, his earthly birth in the incarnation. But, but there was never a moment when Jesus did not exist. Mm. He's always existed. But his status with the Father is this of, is this of begotten. C.S. Lewis says it like this, that um, what God begets is God. So what's born of God is God born, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what God makes is not God. And so when we call Jesus begotten, what we're saying is that Jesus is the status of begotten from God, but never being created. Totally, totally. So it's a complicated theological thing. No. But that's what happened back in 318. Yeah. And that's what... Uh, yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I'm getting at. And I think what what's helpful for us is this. Um, language is always uh, moving towards clarification, at least mm-hmm. theological language. The aim is always for clarity yeah. and um, uh, better understanding. And all of this may seem 
uh, pointless or trivial because it's out there, abstract, <laughs> philosophical stuff. It is. But I think uh, what, what's beneficial in a way is that it offers us uh, what's distinctive about Christianity. Yeah. We're not just talking about a God that we've fashioned in our own image or um, an idea that we had that now is contending against all other ideas. Right. Uh, Christians aren't saying that we have the best idea because we want to prove other ideas wrong. But to the best of our ability, what we've realized is that God uh, um, comes down to us in the form of broken language. So we're always moving towards clarification. It's never for abstract sake. Mm, And so when we talk about begotten and not made, what we're trying to say is we're speaking almost in analogy. Mm, Um, We're not speaking directly about God because we can never capture God in the confines of language. But we're trying to the best of our ability talking about what's distinctive about our faith. And so the begotten language is really useful and helpful because we say the father is the begetter, the son is the begotten, and the spirit spirates from the Father and the Son, or the love of the Father and the Son. Mm -hmm. And all this flows into prototokos, because Jesus then, as the begotten Son, is the first back from the dead. Mm -hmm. Only the begotten Son could be the first back from the dead. And this leads into what you're talking about, Drew, with the primacy of Jesus, Mm -hmm. because Jesus isn't just... um, it's, It's a good, like picture for our faith too. It's not that Jesus worked so hard that he had uh, obtained primacy. It's not that Jesus worked his way towards becoming the son of God, but from all of eternity, Jesus was the son of God. That's the the protos, the primacy Mm -hmm. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it, it, hopefully that showed the, uh, the connection between what is abstract esoteric uh, yeah. philosophy or theology and the reason why we need this type of clarity. But yeah. when you're thinking about Nicaea or Prototokos and the like, Drew, mm-hmm. how how did that shape your heart for this, this sermon that you preach? Why mm-hmm. why was the primacy of Jesus? And, and you shared that in the sermon, mm-hmm. but you could reiterate for us. Yeah. Why was the primacy of Jesus so crucial? Yeah, well, you know, for for me, I think it's it's something that we're just like we're told to believe, and we think about it, and we say, "Yep, that's true. We agree with it. Amen." You know, but but when it gets when it comes down to it, like how much of that do we actually live with, and mm. how much of that do we actually like? Like it's it's a thought that we agree with, but is it a way we actually live? You know, mm. and that's the thing that really was challenging to me um, when I like a few years back I stumbled across this passage again, and I was like, "Whoa!" and it really captured my my thinking, because I was realizing that there's something so much bigger about Jesus than just what I've been operating with. Yeah. And, and I think what I love about this Colossians 1 passage that really just got my heart was that it just does a massive zoom out on who Jesus is. You know, like mm. I focus, and we focus rightfully so, on the incarnation of Jesus. Mm. That's what we know about Jesus, and that's how Jesus makes God known to us. Mm. But this passage forces us to zoom out to the cosmic scale of who Jesus has always been and, and always will be. Mm-hmm. And we say, wow, Jesus is a lot bigger than just, just yeah. what we experience and what yeah. we know. Um, and that can sound threatening, you know, that can sound like I'm asking you to like expand out of your orthodoxy. Mm-hmm. But what this passage is saying is it's not saying that. It's saying, look at what, look at who Jesus is 
and always has been. And then that God came to us in the mm. form of flesh, like yeah. us, incarnation, mm. in meat, you know. <laughs> no, and that's, that's so good. that's the piece that just blew my mind when I realized, like, the bigness of Jesus. Uh, that That is just something so mind-blowing, you know. Yeah, because I think what's helpful is a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Paul preached a sermon on four Ds. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, one of the D's was dogmatism, mm-hmm. the the profound obsession and addiction to correct belief. Yeah. And if we're not careful, what you were talking about, Drew, is that um, we allow the primacy of our belief in Jesus to be more important in our lives than the primacy that is Jesus. Yeah, than who Jesus actually is. Yes, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that the mm-hmm. idea of Jesus or our belief in Jesus defines who Jesus is rather than Jesus actually being who Jesus is. Because Jesus is so much more than just an idea. He's so much more than a social construct, a standard of life. He's so much more than just a good teacher. But Jesus is God. And that's Mm -hmm. what's primacy. That's what's protos. It's not the idea of Jesus or even our dogmatic belief in Jesus. And I would argue that the primacy of Jesus is so important because people take Jesus's primacy and use it as a tool to enforce their own belief or agenda or whatever. And so we say, because Jesus is so important, he's on my side against Mm. you. Mm. And then that is so offensive to Jesus as Jesus actually is, I think, because it's then using Jesus as just another pawn in my great chess game to defeat you with my beliefs. And really, when we look at the primacy of who Jesus is, that forces all of us to bow down and say, we submit to you. You know, we look at Philippians, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And so for me, when I think about the primacy of Jesus and, and Jesus as protos, Jesus as prototokos, and uh, Jesus in the cosmic grand, like co-eternal with the Father, it's kind of Jesus. That makes me realize that Jesus is not just a person in history that I can use for my advantage, for my philosophy to win. And so many people do that. And so I think that's one thing that I'm really that really captured my attention with this passage that I didn't have time to get into in my sermon. Um, I just think, yeah, people are are using Jesus wrong in that yeah. way. <laughs> yeah, that we we have the audacity to mm-hmm. use Jesus or to use Scripture yeah. for our own preferences. I mean, some people don't even know they're doing it. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, and that's the thing that's so hard is like we need to constantly re-examine ourselves and examine our worldview and our theology and our philosophy and our politics and our everything and say, am I actually doing what Jesus would do? Am I actually living how Jesus wants me to live? Or am I just doing this because I think it's right and then putting Jesus on my side against you? <laughs> right. And that's the problem, really. Because what, what I hear coming from you, Drew, is that it's not that we're trying to be critical in no. that self-assessment for the sake of condemnation, no, but yeah. that critical, that, that analytical part, whether it's um, introspective or extrospective, Analysis is for the sake of submission. Exactly. Because we actually want to be disciples. It's our desire and aspiration to faithfully follow Jesus Mm. and not to have Jesus be some sort of uh, out there being that we make point of contact with and then you know dude, yes yeah exactly exactly jesus i, I love what you said yeah. jesus is now a pawn and the gospels are not proof texts right to, to you know condemn or or to force to, you to check me mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely <laughs> but what you said that was so good with right there was just that we self-examine not for condemnation not to say like i, I examine myself 
not so that I say, oh, Drew, you're screwing up in this way, that way, and this way, and that way, but so that I can say, how can I actually follow Jesus better? You know, that's just, I mean, that's key. It's self-examination for the point of submission. You know, mm-hmm. that's, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good, man. And, and I think uh, where your sermon led us so wonderfully is that uh, we're not trying to say Jesus is the first of all things and the prime of all things to create a distance. We're at, in your sermon, I think you showed the muchness of Jesus to show the distance that God traversed to come to us. Yeah, yeah. That because God is, as Jesus, prime over all things, despite that primacy, Jesus came down to be lowly. Yeah, he, he, yeah. he crossed that gap. And so if God, the God of the universe did that, how much more so are we to do that? Amen. And so if you were to Amen. leave us with, with a word of encouragement in viewing Jesus as the primacy of yeah. our lives, where would you, to further encourage us through your sermon and, and through this podcast, where would mm. you drive us? Mm. Well, I feel like my application in this podcast is different than my application yeah. in the sermon, perhaps. Yeah. Uh, and I think because we, we went into the area of, of self, ex, uh, self-examination that I would say, let's, let's stay there for a while, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that, that I used to do on like youth retreats that I thought was like really important was, and this is what I'd encourage us to do is, uh, take a few minutes. Um, and this is kind of along the line of the, the ancient Christian practice of the examine, but take a few minutes and, and look at your life and, and, and write down the things that, that matter a lot to you, you know? So my list would be like my family, my friends, my job, you know? Um, and then for me, job and church are the same, but for some people it's different. So church, you know, um, then maybe like th- the things you like to do with your time, write those things down too. And then, and then what, what, what I would do is I would encourage you in those things, say, how am I close to God in this thing? How am I striving to follow Jesus in this area? And how have I missed it a little bit? And again, like you said, not for the point of condemnation, not for the point of even saying I've screwed up, but maybe there can be a place for repentance, of course, but but more for the point of how can I be more like Jesus? How can I prioritize Jesus? How can I put him in first place there? Um, And then what what I would encourage to do is, is actually instead of making like a list, do it more like a circle. And so in the center of the circle, I would write like maybe a big blank sheet of paper, center of the circle, write Jesus, and then put everything else around the circle. And then from those things, draw out, what is this looking like for me to follow Jesus in these areas? So that's, that would be what I would encourage us to do. That's so good. Well, Village, would you hold to Pastor Drew's encouragement and not only hold to it, but live it out that we're to live an examined life to see whether or not Jesus is of primacy in our lives because Jesus is prime with or without our submission to him, but we actually responding to Jesus. And so as always, this is the Village Midweek Podcast. If you have any questions or comments that you'd love for us to address, uh, feel free to uh, email us at tony at villagebeaverton.com. But until our next episode, we hope that this past week's sermon and this episode serves as nourishment to your spiritual life, that this episode is um, a supplement to the weekend ministry that is our, our teaching ministry here at Village. So thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you then.